welcome back to the Country Intelligence Report. On the podcast, we explore big ideas, discuss the latest headlines from the worlds of international affairs and consulting. We're excited to have you join us on this incredible journey as we delve into a myriad of fascinating topics and provide impactful insights. Stay tuned as we take you around the globe. Welcome back to the Country Intel Report podcast. We are your hosts, Krista Campbell and Spencer Bentley. Today, we are joined by one of our own here at the Country Intel Group, Ms. Lizanne Omerbell. Thank you for joining us today, Lizanne. Thank you for having me, Krista. Thank you. Absolutely. Lizanne is a program manager with extensive experience in consulting for the Department of Defense. Her approach to finding solutions is focusing on the people and building genuine relationships to find effective and sustainable solutions for them. So Lizanne is here to discuss her experiences with developing and managing a team in a fully remote environment. We've discussed this topic before, uh, but as it continues to gain relevancy due to the dynamics of remote work evolving, we really wanted to touch on it again from a management perspective. Uh, this new normal has forced us all to make some fundamental changes, but we rarely hear about the adjustments that are needed from a leadership level. Today, we'll discuss some of the surprises and challenges that have come with this new state of being and what's needed from leadership to ensure that the needs of clients and employees are being met. Some of the important topics that we're going to consider today will be designing the remote team, uh, the strategy around team building, communication, and tools. First question we have today is, Really, how has the lack of in-person interaction affected the workplace from a leadership perspective? We're talking onboarding, training, productivity, etc. Nice, Spencer. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think that every company had a different experience when the pandemic hit. For us, luckily, the leadership team had already a solid working relationship. Um, we'd met and worked in person prior to 2020. So um, what we really had to figure out was onboarding training and then building effective teams in a new virtual environment. So we had to be creative and open-minded to ideas. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I guess having more of a uh, less structured, more of a a creative and open-ended approach is really the only way that uh, leadership could get a hold of the situation. Um, it's such a dynamic environment that we're in now um, that adhering to old sort of dogmatic principles and ways of uh, going about uh, management in particular seems like it would be ill-informed or, or at least uh, not the best strategy to take at this point in time. So that makes a lot of sense. So how has the work from home phenomenon uh, impacted team morale in your, in your opinion? You know, the relationship between leadership and employees is such a building block of good institutions and good companies. And I'm just interested to know how some of those connective tissues have been impacted by people just simply not being able to meet face to face. Well, like I said, I think it, it impacted companies, you know, differently. And then also at the individual re- level, right? So. Um, so it was and still is important for leadership to build and practice compassion towards their teams and towards their employees. 
Um, also being flexible and maintaining an open communication was a necessity. And, you know, of course it still is. Um, I think for us at Country Intelligence Group, staying true to those three pillars helped us navigate the uncertainties of this new environment. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, having a strong identity as a company seems like it was uh, um, a great foundation to help mm -hmm. navigate these new normal sort of circumstances yeah. that we're in. Yeah. So just from, I guess, a, a leadership uh, perspective and a management perspective, a team lead perspective, how has it uh, affected your expectations of your employees, um, you know, around their performance, around um, their work-life balance or, or anything else you can sort of provide in some insight to? All right. Um, I think because I, I can't see them in office um, and that, you know, office dynamic that we had grown so used to, um, is no longer there for some. I do expect my, you know, my employees and my my teammates to communicate a little bit more so than they would have if we were in person. Um, I know that communication is the foundation to all relationships, whether it be personal or professional. But what I mean is, you know, by letting me know. So, like, let me know if you're struggling with finding a nanny, or you have a sick family member, or are overtasked by the client, right? Um, that way we can both exceed expectations of one another, like me being the PM and, you know, and, and you being the analyst. Um, it really does help. So communicate. Um, and that has kind of grown into um, a thing of its own, right, um, that I expect from the employees. Yeah, that, that makes sense. We've, we've been discussing that on the podcast quite a bit here, the, uh, the growing importance um, of effective communication in the workplace um, and utilizing different methods to communicate, you know, different tools to communicate and keeping that stream uh, really open and active at all times seems like it's become more important than ever, really just to, mm -hmm. to maintain, um, our, you know, kind of our sanity as well as, you know, our, pro our productivity. <laughs> Yeah, and Lizanne, you made some great points. And also, I just wanted to ask you, do you, how do you overcome maybe an employee that has a hesitancy for communication, like more introverted or just more reserved? Yep, uh, good question, Krista. I think checking in with them, um, you know, checking in. We have um, our sync meetings, you know, we have our staff meetings and um, but overall checking in with employees, so if I, if a week goes on and I don't hear from someone, I'll just kind of, you know, send them a message, make sure they're, they're doing all right. Okay. Well, I think, you know, communication goes into tools that, that are used in the workplace. So let me ask you, how have you adjusted your workflow to accommodate the work from home? <laughs> Good question, Krista. <laughs> I think, um, I think I've become a little more organized be honest, um, keeping track of taskers and do outs um, on a shared platform where everyone can see um, has been the trick where like before I would keep kind of like my workflow on like a paper planner at my desk um, that I would only I would see and track. But moving it to a shared platform has really helped um, has really helped me like keep not only track of my workflow, but also the 
the teams, right? Um, everyone that's within my team. I think that's great because it is very important to be able to have some sort of electronic app or some sort of electronic method. I t- we've talked about using planners and paper you know, tools before, but it's, it is important in this day and age with technology to be able to track everything and share that with, with teammates using the electronic forms. Yeah. And I was just going to say that I, I think there's been an increased need for transparency sort of across the board um, with mm-hmm. keeping track of, of our tasks as a company, um, as an individual, mm-hmm. um, I was sort of the same way as you, Lizanne. Um, most of the time I would keep my tasks to myself and make sure that, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm personally you know, sort of keeping myself ahead of my work. But now that we're all working from home and we still need to collaborate, that that extra layer of transparency has really made a, a lot of difference in, in getting things done as, mm-hmm. as a team. And with that being said, what do you what are some tools you utilize to make your life easier as a manager slash team lead? Yeah. Um, you know, now there's so many tools out there right now. Um, but I think for us, what has been effective and, you know, I'm not promoting any product, but um, Teams, which is offered by Microsoft, has been a great tool for us, not only, you know, in communication, but also for task tracking and planning. So that is our go-to. Yeah, Teams is definitely a great tool and has a lot of resources within the application itself that help you expand on, you know, tracking and communication as well. Yeah, yeah, that that extra layer of integration that Microsoft offers sort of across the board is, is really a, a leg up, especially now when we need so many different digital tools to just mm-hmm. keep our workflow moving forward and to be able to expand upon things, having something that's really centralized like uh, like Microsoft Office, Microsoft Teams has, has really been a help. So I agree with that one. That's a good one. You know, kind of taking a step back, Lizanne, going back to communication, mm-hmm. we, we talked a little bit about if there's a, an employee or someone that kind of struggles with communication. So what mm-hmm. are some of the techniques you use to keep flowing through the team? Yes, um, I think being flexible, but also focused in your approach to communication is key. Um, you know, everyone uses the email and the chat via Teams, for example, but I think building a focused meeting for your team is highly necessary. Um, for example, like we've created two meetings. So one is at the beginning of the week, and ones at the end of the week. Um, They both focus on taskers, events, lessons learned. Um, Keep in mind, these meetings aren't long at all. Uh, The formal portion of the meeting, what I call the working portion, it typically runs from like 20 to 30 minutes max. Um, This way the team stays focused and we all avoid meeting burnout, right? That famous um, thing that was going around when we were going through the pandemic, everyone was just so burned out from meeting after meeting. Um, But, you know, we keep it typically 20 to 30 minutes for the working portion. And then the remaining portion of the meeting, it's just the team members catching up and team building activities. Um, But overall, these two meetings, they never run over an hour. 
this way, you know, we stay focused and we stay clear to the mission. Um, no, but you brought up two good points, meeting burnout and also um, the long meetings where people mm-hmm. tend to get, you know, you would see eyes glassing over, kind of zone mm-hmm. out because the meeting is running so long. So those are great mm-hmm. points to keeping you know, the meeting short and sweet to the point and focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes such a difference. Uh, I personally just um, abhor long sort of meandering meetings. Um, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> you know, I I'm the type that you know let's let's get right to the agenda. Let's already have our 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 points, our talking points, sort of mapped out, and let's cover what we have to cover. So we're being respectful mm-hmm. of each other's time. So mm-hmm. I, I do really appreciate <laughs> you you taking that initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh so yeah i mean it seems like we're we're discussing sort of this work from home phenomenon like it's never really going to end and and that may very well be the case but i'm just curious as to your thoughts on you know how do you think this whole situation will evolve um moving forward do you think working from home is the new normal is it sort of a a moment in time that we're having to adjust to and then we'll get back to some sense of normalcy or or, you know, just what are your thoughts on how this this whole situation will, will evolve moving forward? Yep. Um, good question. I think um, it'll all depend on the companies, right, and how they choose to manage and their workforce and their employees. Um, and, you know, we're, we're never going to take away or we're never going to replace that, you know, face-to-face engagement with a client or, you know, that face-to-face engagement um, that is so important when it comes to relationship building. But overall, I think it all comes down to how the companies will manage their workforce and their employees, as I said before. I think with effective leadership and the right tools, a company can do really well in the virtual environment. Um, And, uh, you know, as we move forward and, you know, with new innovation and with new products that are coming out to, you know, make communication and collaboration more effective, I think we're going to companies may be opening up to the idea of possibly a hybrid workforce um you know but that's that's to be determined yeah that makes sense especially with all of these sorry go ahead oh thank you um no i was just thinking that what you mentioned about management being so important to being effectively you know effectively working from home because it's very important that they give their employees space and time to do what they need to do because there are there has been a lot of micromanaging out there in some of the industries where they feel like they need people in the desks at Mm -hmm. the office in their cube so they can see what's going on and that doesn't necessarily need to be the case Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and i'm sure you know there's definitely circumstances that vary from industry to industry or company to company but Mm -hmm. uh, my personal opinion is that as as employees grow more accustomed to a certain um uh i guess level of autonomy with working or a level of independence with working Mm -hmm. uh, companies are going to sort of have to adjust to those expectations as well um Mm -hmm. And um, with all of the different technology that's being developed around this work from home circumstance, I imagine that it's going to be more and more difficult for companies to say justify, you know, having rent in a building uh, when your your workforce can really be 
uh, flexible in, in, in multiple places at once uh, mm-hmm. for, for much less money. <laughs> so, um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then I guess finally, one, one last question that I had is, are there any tips or insights that you can provide for fellow managers or, and team leads on how to best approach um, you know, the work from home situation and, um, you know, moving forward with team building um, in these circumstances? Yeah, um, I think I would just say, you know, it's it's important for, for managers and for team leads to, you know, be flexible, you know, be flexible in your approach um, and be available for your team. I mean, you know, we're all trying to figure this out and you know some figure it out more quicker than others but you know just be available for your team and also practice compassion um that goes a long way practicing compassion will set the tone for what type of team you're trying to build so those would be my my tips and insights yeah those are huge those are those are really big flexibility and compassion are the hallmarks of good leadership in my opinion so um, absolutely sage advice yeah Thank you so much, Lizanne. We really had a pleasure speaking with you today. Yeah. Thank you, Krista. Thank you, Spencer. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Country Intelligence Report. Please be sure to like and subscribe. For more in-depth analysis, please visit us on Twitter at Country Intel, Instagram, Country Intel underscore report, or visit our website at www.countryintel.com.